Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Georgie, I'm going to ask you a hard question now. What is the little thing in life that gives you the most joy? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Tough one. Uh, I'd probably say buying bags and cheese and diamonds, but I'm not sure that's the right answer. Is it? I think the right answer is probably my husband and my children. My husband and my children. Good answer. What about you? Um, I think it's cooking a meal for friends. Oh, I know. Well uh, it's, it's actually Kate Spade, New York, who made me think of it. Um, they have a brand that we love here at Sheer Lux, and they're on a mission to spark little moments of joy in everyone's lives. From giving a gift to just telling someone how much you love them, they want to create a happiness chain reaction. Love that. Go, Kate Spade. So what was the most recent thing you've done to give joy to someone else? I like to keep the fashion desk well stocked with snacks. I'm a I'm a chocolate enabler at the fashion desk. What about you? Oh, I mean you are putting me on spot. Do you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say the Sherlock Duvet Day. That- we shut the company and gave everyone a day off. No broadcasting, no nothing, no social, no nothing. That sparked a lot of joy for me as well, you I know? felt like it did. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. It felt pretty good. I mean I got a duvet day myself, but I definitely felt like I got to spread a little joy amongst other people too. It's very true. Um, I also cannot wait to sit down with our podcast guests today to find out how they are sparking joy for others. I mean, what a great campaign. I agree. It's a great campaign. And actually, all joking aside, to be honest, Kate Spade's new collection itself really does spark joy for me. And I would like to find someone who can't look at the collection and find some happiness from gorgeous gingham to pretty florals to raffia accessories. It's really full of happy summary pieces for the season ahead and if there's ever a time that we need happiness and joy in our lives it's right now so true actually just looking at their new ones online makes me happy uh, to find out more head to katespade.co.uk to discover their new summer collection full of pieces that we promise will make you smile and bring you joy and keep listening for more inspo for creating those small moments of happiness in your life I'm Georgia Courage Cole, Sherlock's founder and editor, and welcome to today's In Conversation with Podcast. I'm joined by Sherlock's senior editor and head of broadcasting at Charlotte Collins, and TV and radio presenter Vic Hope. We're here to talk about happiness. We're here to talk about joy. Joy. About how to spread joy. It's been a shitty year, <laughs> and we have teamed up with Kate Spade to just brighten everyone's lives. And Vic, you're here to help us do that. Welcome. How lovely to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Let's find some little rays of sunshine to shine on people. <laughs> but you both look really summery and happy. Oh, no, it, I made say. a mistake. Yeah, but it you was look mislaid. <laughs> you, you did make a bit of a mistake. See, for people listening, Vic is what you can only describe as a very little summer dress. Tiny. Some Birkenstocks and a denim jacket. Yeah, but it's very much pouring with rain. And it's... <laughs> Pissing oh, with rain. It's so gold and it's so wet. But your ma- but your outfit is making me happy, as is yours. And I'm wearing I just look like winter. I'm wearing the Serafina floral dress. 
which is just pretty. And Charlotte's wearing a fleece. And she's she's having the last laugh. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's quite cold. More for you guys. Vic, I mean, Charlotte and I are big Strictly fans. Uh, I told my little 10-year-old today that you were coming in. She was so excited. You were one of the celebrities on Strictly. What? How long ago? Two years ago? 2018. Yeah. 2018. No, time flies. We're going to come back to that because frankly, with Charlotte and I here, you're not going to get away with not oh, talking God. about it. We could, we could actually only talk about Strictly quite happily. I do like that. Shall we just do a Strictly podcast? Yeah. In fact, next season, why don't we just do a spin-off? We could just talk about Strictly. There's an official Strictly podcast, but maybe we should be we the unofficial one. That's yeah. a good idea, isn't it? People always prefer the unofficial anyway. Yeah, I think that yeah. would make everyone very joyful. I actually think we should do that. Let's, <laughs> talk, about, let's talk about that later. Anyway. anyway, Nick, back to you. So if anyone missed Strictly or isn't a Radio 1 listener, of which I am, you're a presenter, DJ. How have you got to this position? How do we know you? How are you in the public eye? So I started as a journalist. I used to be a, a, a writer for a newspaper called The Argentina Independent, covering Latin American politics and current affairs. And just by chance, met some guys from MTV while living in Argentina. So my first TV job was for MTV. I worked for them and for music, ITN. I did lots of music and entertainment and sort of moved up through ITV, ITV2. But yeah, I'm probably best known for my show on Radio 1. I do a show called Life Hacks, which deals with issues affecting young people, everything from mental health to grief to relationships and sex and education and jobs, as well as presenting shows on TV for ITV, ITV2, lots of stuff with loose women and this morning. And um, I write children's books as well. I've written a couple of children's books. Do you? Yeah, which are published with my friend Roman Kemp, who I used to present the Capital Breakfast Show with. Oh, wow. So yeah, we- What are are they called? We've got a book called Listen Up and one called Shout Out. And they're about two kids who start a radio station in their school and they solve the mysteries of the school through their radio shows. What age are they aimed at? Eight to 12. So your little one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll send you a copy. Are they like a sort of fictional, like a novel? Yeah, they're, they're stories, they're novels. They are illustrated. We actually really lucky. We had the same illustrator who did the front cover of Harry Potter. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Please, Cockroft. really yeah. send me. My daughter would love that. I think that they're really cool because they're all about using your voice and finding your story and sort of encouraging kids to listen up and to shout out. And if they want to start a radio station or they want to write a newspaper for a newspaper or they want to protest anything that's going on in the world that they don't agree with, it's it's about finding what you believe in and standing up for it. So for sure. I love that. And you know, (laughs) side note, I've got a real bee in my bonnet about the national curriculum and how dated it is. My friend said to me the other day, our children are still learning the same kind of national curriculum Mm. that we learned, which was in the days where you couldn't Google what the capital city of something was, Mm. you had to learn it. Mm -hmm. It's not really changed. And frankly, they should be learning so many different things and they should be focusing on young enterprise in schools and they should be focusing on what branding means. Mm. And there should be a whole syllabus on different job types. And it has to be a tax return. And like, not Pythagoras. Yes, and I bang on about this. So I love (laughs) that you're encouraging... Children, and I was driving along with it, and I, I thought, God, I wonder if young enterprise is still a big thing in yeah. secondary schools. We did young enterprise. Did you? Yeah. And we did too. And I thought it was really the kind of thing that I can see myself getting into when my children get to that stage. Because I just think we need to encourage a new generation to think outside the box and realize that success is not doctor, lawyer, accountant, yeah. great if that's what you do, and that there's other routes, and that they need to, the more creative yeah. we can make them at home because they're taught in quite a dated way with English at the top and maths and science, science. and actually 100%. it's our job to try and make them think more creatively and that equates to success a lot now yeah literally just yesterday with life hacks we call it a toolkit so we did a, a well-being toolkit throughout lockdown dealing with anything that young people might be going through with their mental health and 
their self-esteem and their sort of loneliness and creativity. But we've actually just released one and it's 12 episodes all about careers. So we've got loads of different careers advisors to talk about all the things that we don't necessarily learn in school, all the different career paths that there might be that we haven't thought about. Yes. And how they can like build confidence to try new things out and to really explore their creativity and their expression. So check it out. It's on BBC Sounds. Okay. <laughs> we've made a careers toolkit for young yes. people. And they're really bite-sized and like manageable, like lots of practical tips and oh advice. Oh my God, do you know what you need to do? Vic, you need to start a podcast where for, aimed at young people. So mm. The Week Junior, which is brilliant, my daughter has a subscription for, but mm-hmm. there's a podcast as well where they talk about current affairs. There are enough podcasts aimed at young people yeah. and like cool role models like you, who my daughter is a big fan of yours. And talking about careers, because I did some stupid thing that said you're better suited towards like yeah. culture or something. There's mm-hmm. something, you know, it was yeah. such a load of- And that's it. Will you keep us posted? Because 100%. we have a parenting edition and I really believe that's yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's, it's been tough for young people. And this past year, you know, their futures feel like they're hanging in the balance mm. a little bit. Their education has been disrupted and the job market is really, really daunting. Mm. So anything and that we different. can do to and help. Different. Yeah. And we've got a national curriculum that's the same. That doesn't well, support it. And yeah. also parents who don't necessarily know what those jobs are, what yes. those options yes. are, what, you know, what the new working landscape totally. looks like. So yeah. parents need that education as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I just could not agree more. Anyway, <laughs> back to joy. Yay. We always start a podcast with what have people been watching, reading, listening to? Okay. On a joyful note, what makes you happy? Charlotte, I'm going to let you think about that answer. Okay, Nick. Okay. I made a discovery yesterday. We had what we call a full house meeting, which is the whole company. And I had the night before watched the first episode of Call My Agent. And I hate our full house meeting because it's me just talking to 35 people just staring at the screen looking really <laughs> disinterested. And I was like, tell me someone else has seen it. And Charlotte was like, oh my God, it is hands down the best thing on Netflix. It, it's the best thing on Netflix. I've not seen it. I don't know why it's not more publicized. So it's a French series. And I yeah. asked, I've got a best friend in Paris. And she was like, yeah, like everyone here has watched it. It's really weird that it's now getting all this global recognition because it's, but there's four seasons. It's Give us the lowdown. Okay, You're much more succinct to explain these things. So now. I think I've spoken about it on the podcast before. So the succinct version is, um, it's a group of agents in Paris, talent agents. And I mean, it's just about the kind of the inner workings of their agency, but it's incredibly funny, um, super quick, really good characters. And also every episode has like a mega star in front. The thing is, we don't really know who these people oh. are. There's like a huge celebrity guest playing right. themselves in every episode, a bit like a kind of Kerber enthusiasm. Basically, anyone you've ever heard of in France, okay. but then there'll be loads of people you haven't heard. So Gerard Depardieu. Like is biggest, he in it? Exactly. Is he in it? Yes, she's in it. Of course she is. I mean, literally, I promise you, any, any name you can pluck out of there. But like episode three of season one, there's these two old women and I was just watching it and my friend was like, no, that's literally like the equivalent of Judy Dench and like it Maggie is. Smith. You know, it's real cameos and it's so funny it's so well acted and i fancy myself as a bit of a casting what agent whatever <laughs> director ha- having had no experience in it whatsoever. <laughs> okay. but i can't bear actors that overact mm. and i'm like why isn't the director just telling them to dial it down 20 percent mm. you know this is supposed to be real life anyway it's just the subtleties and the nuances it made me so happy Mm. i was roaring with laughter and i could not wait to watch another one i also studied french so i love it oh me too oh Oh, we all did we could parlay our thoughts we could that's as much as i remember Um, right 
Anyway, it's so bloody good. Oh, you gotta listen. You gotta watch. You gotta I'm gonna watch, watch it. it. 100%. So, Shana and I are on the same page. Okay. Is there anything that you've watched or listened to recently that's made you very joyful? I just watched last week, and I sort of just binged it all in one go. Starstruck with Rose Matafeo, the comedian, and it's on. It's on BBC Three, so you can watch it on iPlayer. And the episodes are maybe 25 minutes each. Okay, that's talking to me. And she's she's just such a wonderful comedian. It's sort of a sitcom, but it's also sort of a rom-com about this girl in London. She has a sort of down and out job. She's very funny though. She works in a cinema um, and she just meets this celebrity, this actor, this massive Hollywood star um, on a night out and has no idea has no idea and they just start getting together i don't know it just feels very relatable and so charming that little sprinkled humor that just makes you feel really really real feel good real feel good what's it called starstruck i love the sound of that yeah that's great the other thing that i've been listening to which i also mentioned on the show my therapist ghosted me the irish crack is fucking brilliant they're like i mean kim kardashian's but you talk to me about that. I mean, it's just huge. Isn't it? It's too huge. It's huge. It's huge. They say that's not a bad accent. <laughs> and that was good. Thanks, that was thanks, thanks. Good. thanks. Yeah. Well, I have got a couple of Irish friends. So I've been <laughs> taught by the best, and they talk really quickly, which I like. And so it's you don't a good have to crack. Listen to it on speed. I, I listen to it. On. Georgie listens to her podcasts on like two times the speed. Two. It's, it's like listening to the chipmunks. No. One, and a, one and a quarter max. One and a half always. How? Everyone sounds better on one and a half. No, they they don't. They don't. Everyone's got more energy on one and a half. This is this is. Is a fact. Eloise is laughing. <laughs> I'm People a are boring on real time. No, you know, and if they're really boring me, I'll put them on double time. <laughs> <laughs> they are having a time. My husband life. gets into the car. My phone kicks in. He's like, "Oh my god, you're unbearable." Yeah, it's it's unbearable. like the chipmunks. It's fine I'm if you're listening to like an audiobook that's been read by some actor who speaks really, really mm. grandiose, and they do need to be sped up because they're taking their <laughs> sweet <laughs> time. But most normal people, I wouldn't speed this up. No, <laughs> don't worry, oh. it won't be sped up. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm we sure. Actually, you did. did. When yeah. we first launched the Sherlock podcast, we used to speed it up. People used to write in going, "Why is it so fast? It makes people sick listening." It's like Gilmore <laughs> Girls. Remember that? I love that was so Girls. fast. Yeah, but that's just their witty repartee, isn't <laughs> Gilmore it? Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that's no, a happy thing, isn't it? That is the happiest. It's mm. like a blanket. A happy Girls. throwback. Yeah. Has it been redone? They did a, a four-part new series maybe two years ago, three years ago, where they kind of checked in. Well, that was it. That was it. Checking in like Sex and the City are checking in. Yeah. For the umpteenth time. Can we talk about Spice World the movie too? I don't understand why more people aren't. Well, we I didn't know are. about this. What? Okay. Sorry? So the Telegraph, who are obviously a reputable news source, <laughs> ran a story last week saying that Spice World 2 is very much in the works. But with who? The Spice Girls. All of them. All of them. All yes, five of them. All five of them. Well, that's what I said. No. Where no. is BB? I'd like, even do I would like to see proof. Yeah. I'd like spoken proof. I'd like <laughs> her a statement. I would I like Victoria <laughs> to call me herself. <laughs> And tell me she's doing it. Yeah. Well, when she know. calls, I'll let you yeah. know. I actually tried. Yet. I tried last night to find Spice World the movie online, but I couldn't. <gasps> find it. Well, I couldn't find it through like you know legitimate streaming. Oh my god! Do you know what is online? What the documentary mm. that the Beckhams did? I told you about this. The documentary that they did before their big party, the White Party. I remember that documentary. It's on YouTube. Is it? I don't remember this at oh all. Oh my god! Oh. I was saying it's Victoria having a dress fitted. It's the furniture arriving. I remember that. It's Epic. That will was bring that, you joy. Was that a party that was kind of the Elton John, Liz Hurley era? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. I've got it's another thing like to write in my Write it down. Okay. It's like Beckingham Palace. Beckham. It's a whole hour on YouTube. 
get in a bath with that on i mean you'll be as wrinkled as a prune it's so masters of a rebrand aren't they what about books i've got a lot of books oh you're big you're big into books so you are judging the women's price for fiction that's a pretty big gig yeah i've read 74 books in the last four months (laughs) i'm delirious it's a book every few days yeah it is wow yeah so are you managing that? Uh, well, I'm d- I've done now and I managed it. I'm still alive. I've got a lot of post-its all over my flat that say really arsy things like sumptuous prose. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite lucky that it was locked down. How would you have it, done that if I, it was real I life? Know, you know what? I actually do feel really lucky because at a time when we couldn't leave our four walls, I had 74 worlds to mm. escape to. Can I just side note here? Don't take this in the morning. You are Cambridge educated. You are, you know, a yeah. seriously right... <laughs> young woman and as i said not that you shouldn't be but i think a lot of people probably think that well, anyway anyone, in the entertainment industry is if yeah. you're in the entertainment exactly. industry it's because you know you didn't have the proof of something else which is totally not the case mm-hmm. obviously i didn't say that but if you're in the entertainment industry perhaps yeah, you didn't go to university you didn't yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. and you are like super smart so it's the idea of having in inverted commas a frivolous job yeah yeah but actually you're which quite well qualified so awful that we're having to justify that but no, i feel no. like people when you talk about novels and things, like you've really know your oh, shit. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? I so I love stories. I love storytelling, and I love communicating. And I think the job that I do, people kind of assume that as a presenter, it's all about you, and that's not why I do it at all. I do it because I really like finding really interesting stories that other people have to tell yeah, and I helping agree, them agree. tell them. So uh, maybe people get the wrong impression a little bit and because i do like i like to dress up and i like going on saturday night tv and dancing in shock horror you've got a brain shock horror you've got a brain and you like to dress up charlotte's also quite a bright young woman i am as are you well and we still like a good i think you might beat me in a test but anyway (laughs) i think i fell out of love with reading actually because as you said i went to i went to uni i went to cambridge and i did languages french spanish and portuguese and it was quite literary focused so you read so much because you have to and you forget that you're allowed to love it. Mm. And it took me a few years coming so out So true, it scars you for mm. a little bit. It scars I you. I did theater studies A-level and I saw so much shit yeah. that <laughs> I, I couldn't go for a while. Mm. I was like, if I have to see any more fringe, arto <laughs> sort of style theater. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And some of those texts, I did English and French and my God, I love a lot of boring The Tempest, yeah. I mean, <laughs> shoot me. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> no. but yes. It takes, you need a breather. You need maybe. a breather. And and we were talking before we started recording about how you go on holiday and you can get through three bits because you, you fully let your mind relax and you need to be able to be transported. But something I've sort of trained myself to do in the last year or so is give myself maybe an hour a day or maybe it's even half an hour a day where I just turn everything off and I let my mind go to that place where I don't let myself think about what needs to be done and I just read my book and actually then I get into it and then I don't want it to end oh, and then I'm I like to do <laughs> yeah we I deserve that joy intention. we deserve it don't get me wrong so we had 144 initial submissions for the prize but that there were books and I can say this where you know within 50 pages whether or not it's well enough written oh yeah cool. so I didn't fully read every every book <laughs> skimmed a few <laughs> some of them were like yeah you shot, you shot your shot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, nice try. Yeah, yeah but oh my gosh there are some wonderful books so the, so the long list was announced a couple of months ago and then the short list has just been announced there is such a range in that short list and I always direct people to the long list because there's so much range there and something for everyone and the short list was very difficult to, to narrow it down but oh my gosh are they all British no, no, they're not. We've got a Bayesian writer. We have an American writer, an Irish writer, an English writer. Charlotte always says that a book or a film has mm. 
to have some tragedy or sadness in it. I, I basically, with nothing good is happy. I agree. Yeah, Sorry. to be really weighty, mm. like, or, or to just, I think, have respect from the industry as well. Yeah. Like, there aren't many comedies winning Oscars, it, are there? No, and, and, and same with books. And that's part of it. I always said that what I'm looking for in, a, in the winning novel is something that makes me change the way I look at the world, but also change the way I look at myself. Mm. And to do that, I think it does need to be miserable uh, miserable yeah. <laughs> it, does. it does to really make you and, I mean, and a bit what, cathartic yeah. and a bit yeah yeah it's a journey isn't it one of the novels actually that's in the shortlist called no one is talking about this by patricia lockwood who is kind oh, of first yes. and foremost a poet it is very funny i've read her autobiography probably yeah. the funniest yeah. thing on the list but it is also devastating in a way mm. as well so you're right it does need that but it, that is a funny novel okay but in terms of devastation so the one that got me the most was transcendent kingdom by yagyasi who's Ghanaian. I don't know if you've read Home Going by her, but this just takes no. it up a level. And it's about the transcendent kingdoms of addiction, depression, and religion. Oh, it and sounds like a riot. <laughs> it sounds like a riot. Where can I get a copy? It's, yeah, it's, it's what I need after a hard day. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I was wailing. I was crying. I know this is a podcast about joy, but, but the way I feel about it is weirdly tinged with joy. But I had a really early shoot the next day. I had to be up at five and I was like, Vic, stop reading, stop reading. I just couldn't. I just had but to get to But that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've both read A Little Life. Oh and, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, if there's a book that's depressing, but also just amazing to you read, read it. And, and weirdly, it's such a page turner. Yeah. And It destroys I mean, and also restores you. Yeah. yeah. I remember A Little Life reading it um, on the plane back from Nigeria. I'd been with my family in Nigeria and I was crying. I was bawling oh, in public. And the guy next to me, because he could see that obviously nothing was actually going wrong in my life. So he, he had the audacity to say, I'm sure it's a lovely story, but can you please be quiet? <gasps> no, <Ruth. laughs> Oh, piss really? off. I was, oh, I was probably, I was like, you were, oh, you were crying oh, that badly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of A Little Life? Yeah. You moron. Read it. <laughs> Gosh. Like to see you keep quiet reading this. <laughs> and on the note of joyful books yes. that don't make you bore your eyes out, I'm going to say that I'm going to give you time to think, Vic. Because mm-hmm. clearly you've been looking for a prize winner, so you've been looking for sort of misery in your, <laughs> your uh, book world. But I have read two books, which we've talked about loads that made me really happy. One is Nicholas Coleridge's books, oh, yes. The Glossy Years, which made me so happy. And the other one is Lady Anne Glenconer, which made me so happy. She was Lady in Waiting to Princess Margaret. And both of those made me laugh and laugh and laugh in bed, which we talked about. To the extent that my husband said, if you're going to read that before bed, you need to go in the spare room because I'm trying to get sleepy. I was just so happy reading these books. That's also such an amazing yeah. feeling to to be reading a page turner. Yeah. Does that have to be an autobiography, do you think? I was just about to say, I think because you have to put um, The Vanity Fair Diaries by Tina Brown in that camp oh. as well. I think it's only autobiographies that do that. When I think about the books that have brought me joy and made me laugh, and yeah. I, I like a celebrity autobiography. I mean, I'll go really random, like Busy Phillips. Do you know who I mean? Mm. Yes. I read her autobiography, actually listened to it in audible. She's funny, actually. It's so fun, it's so entertaining and yeah, light. she's really funny. And yeah, can you achieve that with fiction? I think maybe not. I'm going to propose two books that I think are funny mm. like okay one that is I laugh out loud funny that made me laugh um it's, it's called Exciting Times by Nisha Dolan she is a young Irish writer and she sort of has this Sally Rooney sensibility this ability to really really hone in on the most 
minute details, but I think she does it better than Sally Rooney. Um, and the most minute details, not just of what's going on around you, but also what's going on inside you. And she just describes the way we are with one another so well, but it's with this light touch and it's so funny and it's so relatable. I get it, I get it. I, I, yeah. Have a, have a little it's, read. It's everyday little. Yeah. I was watching Pursuit of Love and she said his, he's so old, his hair's slipping off his head <laughs> like an eider down slips off the bed. And it was just like a perfect, good perfect. Lovely. And I was, I was absolutely pissing myself. And it was just like, it wasn't about the eider down, but the eider down fucking got me because when I was younger, the eider down never stayed on the bed at my granny's house. So it is that like it's little like thing that. that you connect with because yeah. it is real life. And she does it really well describing the way the protagonist is like on her social media like the way she's swiping through the way she's looking for the it's just, it's really perfect it's oh, really funny sounds cool. yeah. the, one. the other one not so much funny but it's like, it's just so utterly charming mm. was small pleasures by claire yes i can see that yeah i was gonna yeah. not say about the end <laughs> i hate to be a spoiler but it's not it's not the jolliest it's not jolly. Right, it's, it's really a kind of lovely. gentle read yeah yeah but it does bring me joy okay interesting it brought me joy i'm not sure i agree but anyway <laughs> throughout yes yeah Towards the end, not so the way it ends, not great. Not yeah, ideal. Not great. No. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can we... What are you looking for, Joy, that's not books and TV? How else do you make yourself happy? What does everyday joy look like for you, Vic? I like dancing. <laughs> Every single morning, I, I get up and I put on a banger. Give us your top three feel-good songs. Um, Aretha Franklin's Respect is a good way to yeah. start the day. Yes. I enjoyed, towards the beginning of lockdown, uh, Robin dancing on my own because I'm literally dancing on my own <laughs> in my flat. And then Lizzo. Yes. Just good as hell. Like, mm-hmm. it's, a great, it's a great one. I, so I put it on, three and a half minutes, however long the song is, I dance like no one is watching because no one is watching. I live alone. <laughs> and no matter what's going on, no matter what I have to stress about or think about or do, no one can take that three and a half minutes of pure, unadulterated joy away from me. I can take Love that it. into the day. I bottle it. It's inside of me. Do you try and start the day then? Yeah. Like that. Can I tell you, during, during peak lockdown, earlier in the year, January, February, I am also not very good at exercising in lockdown. I'm more of a class kind of girl. So Same. I wasn't really doing much moving. And it would get to about three o'clock on a working from home day. And I would do that five minutes loudest music i've got a hype playlist on my spotify and i do but i do it in the mirror so yes. i'm like busting my moves <laughs> yeah. with myself and i cannot tell you how much because it's, it's obviously you know it's raising your endorphins i remember saying to my husband this should be you should do it in the workplace we should have like a 10 minute dance party every day can i just tell you in a similar note i was boxing yesterday between one and two in my garden and a friend comes and we box in the garden and 
we put the kitchen speakers on and we put one hit wonders on. Yeah, fun. If you want to make yourself happy, yeah. put on a one hit wonders playlist and we were dancing to Ice Ice Baby. Next thing it was always look oh, on the bright okay. side. <laughs> anyway, there were some cooler tracks yeah, than that. Yeah, it sounds really fun. But we were literally just like dancing around my garden at the end. In that moment, I was just thinking, music is just so transformative. And we've got friends who don't watch any TV. Every night, they sit and chat and they put music on together. Oh, that is so like, sweet. They're quite old for all their time. I love them if you're listening. <laughs> they, you know who you are. But that's what they do every night. And like, I, well, I listen to a lot of jazz in the evening. And it's just, a, I mean, you know this yeah. with DJ, but the power of obviously words on the page mm. or something on the screen the power of music to lift your mood is just yeah. or potent. take me down. Mm, I mean, put yeah. Inaudi or mm. Amelia Warner Dance on the with piano my father. And That's I my one. Sets you off. <laughs> Sets. I can't, Sometimes I can't get through a line. To. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Honestly, if it comes up, I'll run. I cannot have Dance with my father. Don't know why. My dad's alive and well, but I just cannot. <laughs> there is something about that song. I do love him a lot. Well, yeah, I do. I love my dad. That must be why. <laughs> Gosh. Even thinking about it. So, a happy day, a joyful day involves music. Yeah. What else does it involve? I think it's the movement, but then, you know, moving your body outside as well. I, I'm not great at motivating myself to exercise, I'll be honest, but it does feel good afterwards. Going for a run, being in nature, going for a walk even, if I can listen to that music while I'm breathing in fresh air and I'm looking at the leaves, then and this sounds so cliche, but it feels good. And I didn't even realize, I live in East London in Hackney, I had no idea how much beautiful green space we had. I didn't realise we had the marshes and the downs and Victoria Park and the fields and the We're canal. Lucky. London's amazing. It's I, amazing. I've never really been to a park. No. Like, the odd jaunt in Regent's Park. But pre-lockdown, we no. went to a park. Ever. We are so lucky, mm. actually. It, it, I mean, Richmond Park is quite a long way from Hackney. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew. Yeah. But you look around, I'm like, I'm yeah. in London, like it's nuts, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Even yeah. like my little common opposite my house and yeah. nature I, does make you happy. In fact, Attenborough said he really, really urged people to take, I don't know, was it 15 minutes of their day to go outside and li- actually just stop and listen yeah. mm. to nature. It's right now I'm listening to a bin <laughs> truck. truck. reverse. Reverse. <laughs> nature is fine. It's, um, but it's true, isn't it? It's like a proven fact that it's better for your mental yes. health to get fresh air. I don't it. think I respected that and I didn't. Mm. I think I respected it before we were forced to. Mm. But actually it's something that I hope we don't go back on. I hope we just keep this up because yeah. God, it yeah. really does make a difference and it really is important. Oh, I really hope mm. some of what we've learned in the last mm. year sticks because I think mm. we are happier for more balance yeah nature obvious one you can be superficial this is sheer larks fix so well if you want to talk about like glittery nails making you happy that's fine i do have some quite extra nails not having my nails done makes me <laughs> really Ditto. unhappy like edgy i would say and not having clean hair i had the worst day because i felt can, really grimy at least you can scrape it back yeah and it can mm. look like you intentionally slicked it if your nails aren't done, yeah, nothing you can do about it. You, you can't leave the house. Mm. Like, I really don't feel put together. You yet. are, you are of the Lisa Potter Dixon. Um, I am. Yeah. I love Lisa. So do we. We work lots with Lisa. She's a great girl, and she we love her nails. and Michael and yeah. their. Uh, so I sort of have um, for everyone listening. Uh, I, I would say like a corally. It's sort of an orangey peachy color with um two types of gold foil a rose gold and a more sort of yellow gold foil splattered all over it 
They're fun. <laughs> they are really it's fun. It's a lot. The only thing is, I, after one week, I'm, I'm ready for the next mm-hmm. one. How often do you have them done? Maybe once a month. They and they last. They last, yeah. They last. You love having your nails done. Yeah. Is that your thing? It's great. I like having matching toes as well. I like not they're not not the gold, but the same colour. I just I just nice. like the feeling. I like feeling put together. Mm. I just think nails do that. You, I mean, you yeah. are talking to the right. I mean, you always yeah. have your nails done too. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm also Eloise is weirdly hiding hers, but hers are so fun. Yeah. Go and get them out. Doesn't ah. that spark joy? Oh. I like her rainbow situation. Yeah. yeah. It's really you see. I, that each one's a different colour, though. That I find stressful. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. <laughs> no, I. But it's <laughs> she knows you. <laughs> Sorry, I love it like that. I love them all being a different colour. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Eloise is our senior videographer who's editing this podcast. So she's now she's been sitting here just as we, do, we were talking nails. She's been slid her hands. She's in quite an awkward pose. Anyway, I've now discovered it's because she's got Neapolitan nails. Yeah, but I love them. They look like ice when cream. When I was at school in the early nineties, we used to take. Do you remember hard candy? I don't know if you remember. Like rock. Oh, no, no, sorry. Oh, then shaking their heads. <laughs> I am older. They were as big as API hard candy, oh. and they did pastel colours, and you got like a ring thing around the top. Anyway, we used to paint ours like a Neapolitan ice cream. So on each oh. nail, you'd have yellow, blue, and pink. Anyway, Barry M is the first nail polish that I can remember. You know, yeah, yeah. classic. I think he's still around, isn't he? Barry I don't M. think I must have got Super like drug or something. What was Natural Collection? Was the boots one, wasn't it? Natural Collection. Yes. yes. Bit of body shop. Yeah. Bit of white mask. It. Bit of all that stuff. White oh. mask. Oh, that's really evocative. <laughs> I say that. that smell. <gasps> that's just transformed another time. Yeah. Jubri and white mask. Do you remember? Yes. yes. Everything smelt of. Both. That's a rite of passage yeah. because you're how old, Vic? Uh, thirty-one. Are you? Yeah. You're very fresh for Not that you're old, but you look great for 31. Thanks. I like, went on a date the other night and the guy who was 28 went, you don't look 31. I just felt like it was such a backhand. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I was like, thank you. I, like, freaking take it. <laughs> I agree. It's not what you want to hear from a guy on a date. No, no. I, I've got the face for child. So I do know. You, that. Got, if you've, you've got, got amazing skin. If you'd said to me you were 25, I would not have mm. batted. Oh, I'll take that. Eyelids. Look, I don't wear any makeup. And I do. I know that my mum told me this growing up. And she was like, don't wear it. And I was like, no, you're just trying to stop me from living my life. But I think that there was some truth in it. It's been quite helpful. I've saved myself a lot of money, money, <laughs> and hassle, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I look 105 if I don't wear makeup, so it's definitely genetic. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely because you've got good genes. Also, good yeah, place. what's your heritage? Your your where's um, your mum from? Mum's from Nigeria. I'm half Nigerian, half English. Right. So that's also the key. Yeah, my mum's got my mum's got not a single um, wrinkle. No, but also when you're this pale, you also look sallow. Ugh. When I say this, I'm talking about myself. I'm putting it. You know, I just look like green and. Sallow. I am more joyful with fake tan on. As yeah. are you, Charlotte? I As know. My, so when we, when we did, I'm sorry to bring it up. I feel like I'm like dropping. No, gifts. bring up straight. When we did yeah. that show, um, <laughs> how have we got? How long have we been talking? I know we haven't mentioned. We haven't it even gone on to strictly yet. They, to put your feet up, everybody. Make <laughs> you yourself another cup of tea. Come here a while. But they said to me, they were like, "Do you want a spray tan?" And I was like. No, I don't need one. They were like, no, no, no. It's not just for the color. It's more than that. And I had one and I was like, I see. I see. And I did. I felt amazing. I felt like I'd been on holiday, but also there was like a glow to it. Mm. It wasn't just being a bit brown because I don't don't really need it for that. It was more than that. How many days before Saturday do you have the spray tan? You have it on the Friday night. Perfect. 
I wonder don't what's wash handy it off. That is the best. Oh, what's handy? We need to get the. Who does it? That's it's, when it looks the best. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Amanda Harrington. <laughs> when I've just had it on, that's my fave. I, I love it. Does somebody come in to do the spray tan? Yeah. The There's a team who come in specially, and they set up in this room, and they set up three little tents, and we all have to book in for our time slot. I'd like to talk to them. Do they use different towns on different skin colors? This is yeah. Well, they they have now. the chart, so you can choose what tone. Yeah. You see. Tan makes Charlotte happy. It really does. I could talk about this all day. Yeah. Charlotte got married abroad and because <laughs> she was going in advance of her wedding, she bought her own tent, her own spray tan oh, gun. No. And her poor mother, she had to get her mother to train in, in the spray tan. No, I had to train. Well, she did, but she wasn't great. So in the end, I found a nice Liverpudlian lady in Mallorca where I got married. Your mum has a whole it. new skill set now. I mean, literally. She's a lawyer. She's an woman slash... Slash my person. <laughs> well, girls gonna do what a girl's gonna do. That's amazing. Yeah. Did Strictly just make you happy? We know it made you happy. It was it was such I was bathing in glitter. Mm. Like what more do you What's want? It was like in a glitter love. globe. As I said, I love dancing, I love music, I loved the hair and makeup. It was amazing. But it, they, the amount of time and effort and skill and craft that goes into every single look. Mm. The costumes, they're all handmade to fit that specific person. Every rhinestone is hand sewn. Mm-hmm. Like it is incredible. Vicky Gill, who's the costume designer and her team, are just next level. And seeing the way that this behemoth of a, of a Saturday night TV show is made was just mesmerizing. The guy who does the camera, who goes around you, who's basically had to learn all the choreographies, that's his job. He learns all the choreography so that he can like dance with you, essentially. It's amazing. It's amazing. My best bit about lockdown was that I was at home in time for It Takes Two because obviously normally <laughs> oh, I'm in the office Oh, I love still. It Takes and Two. And all that brought me so much joy. I know all about, I know all about yeah. Vicky Gill and the team. It is. It's the most unbelievable operation. It really, really is. It's just a family you want to be part of. Yeah. Remind like, us who your partner was. So it was Graziano. Oh, yes. I yeah. Graziano. Oh, I liked him. I actually mm. met him backstage. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right, show off. Been a couple of times. <laughs> he was brand new. He, he was really nice. With His girlfriend Ali. is there as well. Giada, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. big Ali Ash fans in this office. I love yeah. Ali Ash. I love Ali Ash and Jeanette. Right from the beginning, right from our first rehearsal days, we started going out in the evenings after They're rehearsals. They're a fun group, right? They are fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I actually really fancy Giovanni. As of last season, you really love Giovanni. Giovanni. He's yeah. such a flirt, though. Isn't yeah, he? but that's why. I mean, yeah, but I'm here for that. I like his kind of cheeky. I, if I was married to Giovanni, I'd lock him up <laughs> when <laughs> I left the house. <laughs> okay. What a guy. Anyway, though. it was as sensational as it. Oh, looks. Mm. so much fun. Do you still dance now? Do you and Graziano get together and salsa? I mean, the, the short answer is absolutely no. <laughs> no, no, we don't. He's do got that. a girlfriend. <laughs> that would be inappropriate. But. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite form of exercise back when we could do it and soon we will do it again is dance classes. Like I go to reggaeton classes, dance hall classes, oh. salsa. Like I, I love to dance. Love if I can do that. that to get my exercise, then mm. I will because I don't feel like I'm exercising then. I'm just having a nice time. And my God, just get me back into a nightclub. Oh like I miss it so much. Obviously it's sort of part of my job as well, but I would give- <laughs> Yeah, any- I need to expense this table. <laughs> the 12. It burns. What I miss most is, is festivals and especially festivals abroad. I would give anything to be dancing in the sunshine with people I don't even know. Mm-hmm. We are sweating together. We are touching each other. We did, never met in our lives and yet we're feeling the same thing mm-hmm. at the same time. When that mm-hmm. drop happens. Mm-hmm. I am a massive fan. And it's hard to be now. A massive fan of Solomon. And <laughs> Solomon in Ibiza on a Sunday yeah. night when that drop happens and he's playing with yeah. everybody. 
He's playing with you, that's he's it. He's playing with you and you t- I just remember turning around and you just see all these people and you're like, fuck, it's a mate. Yeah, you're yeah. so right. There's Everyone's happy. It's incredible. You the all rise and fall yeah. together and... Look, 2019, you. I went to Ibiza four times. That's oh my God. God. It's almost like I knew the world. Are you going out. this year? I've got two sets of flights booked in case I don't make my June flights. It was looking good. Now it's bloody well on we the just ambulance with Ibiza. No, no. I'm not booked anything yet. I'm just going to play it by ear. But I would, I would honestly, I would love to. There's a it's long the run. Best. When is the season end? October, first weekend of October? Yeah. I'm yeah. so wild. We'll I and I think yeah. it will, I think the season will run longer this year yeah. because I feel so sorry for Honestly, that. I take Archer Street at this point. Like, I just need a boogie. Yeah. Just a proper boogie. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's that fun. is fun. Yeah. Archer Street. It's not like being happy. It's not like being happy. Archer Street is a dance on the table bar. Great. Just so you know. I think you love it. Just saying. I think so. What else? This Kate Spade campaign is about joy. It's about sparking joy. So we've done music. We've done dance. We've done nature, reading. Are there any other things in your life that make you really happy, that make you really joyful? Lying on the sofa with a ramen. Like a, a delivery ramen. Yes. Lying at sloppy. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm, say, I'm not trying to I'm eat ramen sofa whilst lying down. You get those bibs with bone daddies. So you're <laughs> Just come prepared. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean food, but mm. ramen is my comfort food. It works for hangover food. It works for, for breakfast if you need it to. It, mm. it can be a fancier dinner if you want it to be a fancier dinner. Mm. It, it, it's a really special meal. What would your last supper be? I love this, this chat. Hardest question. It's, I love this chat. Okay, so why am I leaving the earth? Am I on death row or yeah? Okay. What, what did I do? I think okay. that's awful. <laughs> I'm not sure how much you need that detail, but <laughs> well, if you're on death row, it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. My last supper would be my mum's nigerian home cooking mm. it would be okra soup with something called gary which is like a sort of a pounded cassava i love okra yeah i do too full of okra and vegetables lots of spinach um it's sort of a mm. a stock fish base mm. that's yeah. the, the the main flavor and then like meat and the meat could be any kind of meat it could be gizzards and hearts and offal or it could be Oof. oxtail or it could be mutton like it just depends could, you, depends. could you have a veggie one <laughs> Yeah, you could. I mean, there's enough vegetables in there. Our family would not do that, but <laughs> one could. Yeah. But one anyway, could. this is not about me. This is your <laughs> last supper. So you have what the hell you yeah, yeah, want. You eat something else. But it's my favorite. So growing up, we always used to keep up, I guess, parts of our culture, our heritage in the household. And we still would go back to Nigeria maybe once every three years. So I still have that connection. But mum always made sure that we love Nigerian food. It's a, it's a part of where she we She wants to carry that on, yeah. 100%. And I've got three brothers and they are all really um, good sons. And they would stay with my mum in the kitchen, learn how to cook. I was off in my bedroom doing my revision and I never paid any attention. And it was only this year just gone that I actually said to mum, like, I've not learned how to make this food. Mm. Um, I live next to Ridley Road Market. I can get every ingredient. Yeah. So we had these Zoom masterclasses. Oh, where mum, yeah. yeah, and all my brothers would be on it. So everywhere, so one brother in London, one in Manchester, one in Glasgow, and we'd all be on this Family Zoom so cooking course. Cook nice. along. Yeah, so I've idea. now learned. I've learned how to make my favorite dishes. Love I'm that. Jewish, and I mean, and I'm married, and I can't make chicken soup. I mean, that is shameful. <laughs> I need to do that. I need to get Do my a little masterclass, yes. a cook along. Yeah. What good That's idea? Really good idea. So Love you that. got your okra soup. Oh, if I'm gonna have a starter, what does it need to go? No. No. no mine doesn't go at all. Well, then can I have a ceviche? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about yes. you freaking like it? It's your last supper. I really, I love ceviche. I got really into, this sounds, I sound like a dickhead. I got really into Peruvian Japanese fusion while I was <laughs> <laughs> You do a bit, but you know, crack on. It happens. 
Peruvian <laughs> Japanese fusion. Casual. <laughs> so I've been making these ceviches that have like a little oh, touch of wasabi. Them. Well, I've learned to make them, but I started having them when I was doing a bit of restaurant critiquing. <laughs> Got a taste <laughs> of the good stuff. Um, yeah. So a ceviche, because there's so many of the same flavors, the, the chilies and the limes, the citrus, the coriander, yum. it sort of transports across. Yum, yum. Yeah. So it works. Coriander, yum. lime, chilies. I love it. it. Uh, love it. No, you are talking to me. <laughs> and dessert? I don't sweet tooth I don't want it's it's vintage Go but my grandma rest in peace she used to give us viennettas so was it a mint one sometimes mint but sometimes just chocolate and mm. vanilla it's more the nostalgia of it I don't think I particularly would like it anymore yeah. but I think the nostalgia of that that was what we'd finish that and also a, what was it called a, a creme it wasn't a creme brulee it was like a that you turn them out they're like a creme Oh my god, you're talking about the ones in the plastic pot? Yes, they're a bit wobbly. Pot. Wobbly, yeah, yeah I know. What they what they call. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Pudding. It's a yeah. bit darker. Yeah. On it's darker top. ones, so it's like yeah. two toed ombre. <laughs> And it's almost scalloped, almost. And that's I mean, it. That's the one. Those, I, those I kind of Rich will know the name. Creme caramel. There you go. I knew it. Okay, that's my dessert because my grandma, whenever we stayed at her house, that's what she'd give us for our pudding after our meal. And it's just very nostalgic. Freaking love. Yeah. You can have a crack now. Do you know what is also really excellent? Do you know what would make me really, really happy right now? And it's not a creme caramel. Sorry, this is just, this is just anything that could, or is it this food? This is like a retro pudding. I might be showing oh, my age. is it a angel delight? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, how did you do that? I just felt you it. Just you, know it. Just you know what flavour? Do you know what flavour? Yes! Oh! <laughs> I don't think I've ever had an angel tonight. Oh, you haven't lived, Charlotte. You haven't lived. The most disappointing thing to happen was that I bought a packet for my children. They didn't like it. I mean, oh, I was like, you are not mine. I can't imagine did kids someone... now liking it because so sweet. they've got so many there other choices. <laughs> no, 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 Vic. It is a wonderful thing. Oh, yeah. It is a wonderful thing. Oh, what is it? Custard. It's like a powdered custard that you mix with milk. And it becomes quite fluffy. We used to have a little jelly and then you'd have a dollop of it on top. Because I don't like jelly either. No, I, I, no. I, I mean, that's niche. I, mm. I, <laughs> I just had it on its own. I mean, okay. and then you're supposed to put it in the fridge to set. But frankly, it's better when it's like half set. Yeah. I mean, it's so... I might get you on next okay. time. It sounds a bit rank. But anyway, um, I feel like just quickly that you have up your sleeve your last meal. So do you want to just say it? Because yeah, I feel like you definitely know the answer to this. Do you have yours? Mm, I, mine's like a monologue. It's really long. So I'll save mine for okay. another podcast. But what's so yours? mine would be uh, an artichoke velouté with Ooh. truffle shavings on top. Yeah. Followed. She's keeping it as real as you can. What? Japanese fusion. <laughs> followed by either pad thai or my mum's spike bowl. Oh. I'd have some cheese triangles to start as well. Derelict. Like pedo- no. <laughs> That's what I thought, Dairy Lee. I love a Dairy. No, no, I thought no, Dairy. No, 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 no. It's Dairy like a phyllo. It's phyllo pastries with cheese and egg, and then you fold them and oh. you put them in the oven. My stepmom makes them. Okay. Freaking good. So I'd have cheese triangles. Then I'd have my soup, belly tape. Then I'd have my spag bowl or my pad thai. And then for pudding, I would have a hot chocolate fondant mm. with pistachio ice cream, followed by obviously Conte cheese and truffle honey. If they were out okay. of the fondant, <laughs> eclectic meal. I'd it? happily have a butterscotch angel. Why delight. would they be out of it? It's your last meal. Well, you like. <laughs> you've asked for it. They're coming for help. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Sold out today. The guy in the next door sell out the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking joking. Is there anything else that sparks real joy for you, Vic, or that you do for other people? Is there a thing 
in life, let's talk about ourselves. <laughs> let's be a bit more selfless. I mean, I think a Kate Spade bag would make someone quite happy. But anyway, bags, bags, accessories. Shopping in general. Shopping. I ordered some shoes yesterday. I mean, that made me pretty damn happy i'm not gonna lie and actually it made me happy that i found something you've been looking for for a while uh, as well actually i'd wanted this pair of shoes for a really really long time like two years long two years (laughs) and they went on to set porte yesterday and charlotte messaged me in the morning and she was like your shoes are in they're here and i ordered them straight away and then laura messaged me about four o'clock she went your shoes and i went thanks yeah shot tommy eight 930. hours too late <laughs> i was like they're arri- arriving between i have to tell you they're arriving between six and eight yes oh that's what came to the office six and eight i meant to get them delivered to my house they arrived at the office our office is shut on a wednesday because of covid we're only here on broadcasting days so it says brisket signed for your order who's brisket i'm like who's the box brisket <laughs> So I messaged Charlotte. I was like, is anyone from your team in the office today? And she's like, no, I'm really sorry because occasionally someone from fashion's in. She's like, no, no one. I was literally emailed Premier. I was like, who's brisket? <laughs> the office was shut. And they go, a cleaner. And they said <gasps> to leave them in the basket by the front door. I was like, oh my God. They were quite expensive. She said to my husband, it got to 10 o'clock last night. I was like, we have to drive to the office. I was like, I'm not asleep. Did you? Yeah. It was an emotional rollercoaster for me because I got a voice note about brisket about like 6.30 and then at 10 p.m. I got a photo with shoes. <laughs> I knew it all worked out. Because I was like, Jonesy was like, why Why are we doing this? Because there's probably no one in the office right now. And I was like, I'm not going to sleep. Mm. I'm not going to sleep. They're quite a treat. I'm just going to sleep better if we go and get the shoes right now. And are you happy you did? And I'm glad I did. Anyway, so shoes and bags mm. make me really sparkly things. Shoes but call me superficial. But I think, in fact, I'm not, don't, I'm not gonna say that. Bullshit anyone who says treating themselves to nice things does not cheer you up. Well, or that it's superficial. Or it's that not, it's superficial. It's like, I know it is to an extent. Yeah, back but, to you can be an intelligent woman and yes, like getting dressed yeah, up and exactly. stuff. Exactly. You can. I have advice for, for bags and, and sunglasses, yeah. and that's fine. Is that your thing? Is that what makes you happy, bags and sunglasses? Yeah. I mean, you asked, like, what do you do for other people? I don't. Sorry, I don't buy like them. Talking about my shoes. <laughs> I don't buy them bags and sunglasses. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Thank you. There are a lot of cheaper options than sunglasses yes. on the market right now. <laughs> I volunteer with a refugee charity in Hackney, where I live, which I've done for about six years now, and I work with the kids group, um, a charity called Aquaba, and hopefully we help make a okay. difficult time a little uh, bit happier. I'm now feeling like a really, really despicable <laughs> individual you asked me what she did for other people went on to tell a long story about the Manolos you bought yesterday <laughs> and, then she brought, and then she brought it back to the charity <laughs> um, wait tell us about what you do for them um, what does volunteering for you mean so I work with the kids group we have a social drop-in it used to be on Sundays before Covid mm. where we do workshops like storytelling and dancing and sports martial arts um and different ways to try and engage young people who might be disenfranchised or have very difficult living situations um, and who have come here from all different countries for all different reasons. And um, we had to sort of adapt our service a little bit as COVID happened and we became kind of one-on-one with the families of the kids we work with. So I'll deliver groceries and hardship grants and help out with sort of casework, um, housing, finances, medical stuff. I have three families that I work directly with and then we do on Sundays now instead a, a food delivery service where we cook about 300 big meals and dried oh, things amazing. and deliver them to people's houses. Amazing. 
listening. So you. hopefully it makes I'm not to say anything about any of the charitable stuff that I've ever done. Not that I'm saying there's loads because I'm now going to feel like I'm just really trying to get myself on the But one thing I will say is I so agree with you. Doing stuff for other people is the most rewarding mm. thing. I couldn't agree more. And there are so many things to get involved with and so yeah. many little things you can do, whether it's delivering food to an old lady who can't leave the mm. house because of a pandemic or refugees or whatever i'm so with you it's about the doing as well isn't yeah. it like obviously you know there are so many ways to contribute to charities and raising money is great and you know contributing money is great but the thing that you get the most reward from is when you give your time as well isn't yeah it? definitely and i think it's a cause that's very close to my heart you know my mum came over to this country when she was 11 having lived through the biafran war and i was raised being very aware that not everyone has the same fortune in life and it's just luck where you're born is just luck mm. like you, we could be born Supposedly. anywhere do you know what i mean yeah. like i've always been told it's sort of our responsibility to help out where we can mm. and if we can level the playing field you know i, I work with young people and we broadcast to young people and we hopefully put a smile on their faces mm, hopefully like yeah. doing the radio is something that makes people happy but we're very aware of the fact that everyone is in a difficult challenging situation everyone's going through something so if we can do yeah. anything we can to level that playing field if, if one young person is feeling down or disenfranchised or disadvantaged or it doesn't have the same chance then let's do what we can to make mm. that better so we have opportunities fuck it's so true and can i just say that we've just had a sherlock's show and we had two women in who have done some diversity and inclusion training mm-hmm. sherlock's went through a bit of a roller coaster after the death of George Floyd and um, the BLM movement. And, you know, we made some changes to the business and we've worked with these two women who are amazing. And I've got to know them really well. And they were like, we love coming to the... And I said, you know, for people listening that sort of feel like they don't want what happened a year ago to be forgotten and they want to do something, what can they do? And mentorship came up. Yeah. And back to, you know, what we were saying about children, I so believe in mentorship. And I remember saying to my husband, if, if every professional guy and woman mentored one young child before it was too late because we also do a bit of work at shit with prison charity you know before it's too late it makes such a difference and it's so rewarding and a we i think we have a duty like you and b it is very rewarding as long as your motives are in the right place then how nice that the added benefit is that you feel good too yeah Yeah. spreading joy spreading (laughs) joy well i think that's a really good place to end what a joyful hour we spent. <laughs> so lovely. Do you know what I so feel good. like? How lovely to have you. Thank you for having me. Thank it's you. been great. I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun. <laughs> <awesome. laughs> come again. Come see us. Come on the show. Come visit. Come, yeah. come and give us some dance lessons. Yes. I'll bring Braxy <laughs> Spread some joy, people. Do something that makes you happy. Do something that makes others happy. Uh, check out the new Kate Spade collection. Thank you to Kate Spade. Thank you to Vic. Thanks, Charlotte. We'll be back with uh, number two in this series soon. Thank you for listening. That's it for today. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends to listen to, and we'll be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.